Talking Finance with Brian Hirsch, making sense of your finance. 15 minutes past 10, we want to make sense now on SAFM with uh, uh, Brian Hirsch. We want to make sense of your personal finances. This morning, we're continuing on the importance of drawing up a budget and how you even go about it. Uh, what the best way to start is. Brian Hirsch, by the way, is uh, the chairperson of uh, Brian Hirsch, Coily and Amp uh, Associates, uh, PTY. LTD. Good morning, Brian. Happy Tuesday. How are you today? Yeah, fine, thanks, KG. And now you make me feel very bad. If if 2,000 people can go and watch the soccer, I suppose I've got no excuse for not coming back into the studio. Yes. And I've been, I've been out for 18 months. I'm planning to come back. A couple of weeks, I'm going to be back in the studio. And I'm, Kathy and I have never met, and you and I have never met. Wow. So I think also the same expectation is uh, uh, the vaccination one. But let's talk money. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, people are even scared to drop a budget because they assume they're already working from less. What is the process of drawing up a budget, Brian? Where do you even begin? Okay, so let let me just give you some statistics. There are approximately 18 million credit act consumers and 45.3% are struggling to meet their debt obligations. Hmm. More than 10 million accounts are over three months in arrears. Consumers with impaired records have increased by 880,000 over the last year, and on average, more than 9,000 consumers are applying for debt counselling. And in my opinion, one of the major reasons is that few consumers have that budget. Money comes in, and with stop orders, debit orders, and payments that need to be made in the first few days, by the 10th to the 15th of the month, if that, money is lost out and individuals have got no money left. So in budgeting, I, I make the following things. The first step you need to take before you even get involved in in a budget is to understand what debt obligations you have. So I suggest, and I warned people last week, bring pen and paper to today's program. So the first thing you need to do is you need to get a piece of paper and you need to write down on that piece of paper, list the name of the creditor, who do you owe money to, uh, how much do you owe, what is your current instalment, and then most critical... What is the interest rate you're paying? Because you will pay different interest rates for different debt. There's healthy debt and there's unhealthy debt. The healthy debt is when you're paying off a bond and, it, and, and obviously a motor car because that's an essential. But there's a lot of un, other unhealthy debt. There may be store debt. There may be overdraft. There may be uh, you, um, you may have borrowed in, in, the, in the informal marketplace. So you need to have a look at what, you, firstly, understand your debt because that's a critical part of your budget because what's coming out of your budget immediately when you get paid is the debt payments. So once you've done that, then you must list all your assets. You must put on a piece of paper what assets do you have. And that is, so you want, to, you want to have a look at the assets you've got versus the debt you've got. And now we come to the budget page. And that's what people make big mistakes with. You must list all the income that comes in after tax. What is your income coming in? This includes your salary, any rental you're receiving, and any interest you may be earning from investments. And I believe that both spouses, KG, must do this together. Once you understand what comes in, now you can understand what goes out. And step two is to list all your expenses. But first, all those expenses that you know what you pay every month, such as a bond and or rent, medical aid, insurance, car payments, school fees, 
um, anything that you know that you're going to pay out. So now, on the one hand, you've got your income, and the other hand, you've got your monthly expenses. Yeah. Now, the, list, the, the expenses that come in very irregularly and provide an amount on an annual basis, for example, things you've got to provide for, you've got to provide for the unexpected, such as motor servicing, plumbing, electricians, transport, pocket money, which may be regular, Food, pharmacy and clothing, these also need to get. What do you spend when you go on holidays? And you have to, all these annual expenses, you must add up, you must divide it by 12, and now you must add it to your monthly expense. So someone will tell me I've got 20,000 rands worth of expenses, but you know I also spend 22,000 rands a year on other things that come up from time to time. If you divide that by 12, it's nearly 2,000 rand a month. So your budget is not 20. It's 22. And then how does that compare to your income? Because if your income is greater than your expenses, then you should not be getting yourself into difficulty and you should be trying to pay off your debt. But if your expenses are higher, then you need to go back to see where you can cut off because cut out what expenses you can cut out. Yeah. For many money spent without any records, and if you're doing this exercise for the first time, I suggest you keep records on your cell phone, on what you're spending, so that at the end of the month you can do the exercise. Um, and let me just add to that some areas of concern. Um, you'll also be able to see the most expensive, um, whatever, uh, what is the most expensive debt. Then you need to re try to restructure your debt so you may pay the lowest rate of interest, and you can do that. For example, if I've got debt all over the place, unsecured debt, and I may, I may, if I can get more on my bond, I won't. I will take it on my bond, but I will not run my bond for the number of years. So if I own money on my motor car for four more years, and I've got other debt for four years, maybe I'll consolidate on my bond if I can, but I'll pay all that off in four years. I won't let it run for ten or fifteen years, but I'm going to get a much lower rate. And then I also warn people, don't buy on credit. Use a debit card and not a credit card because, you know, you don't even realize you're spending. Do not rely on the end of your bonus. I mean, if you do get a bonus, let it be a bonus to spend on yourself and the family, not to have to pay off debt. And if you do have debt, please make sure the bonus goes to debt and that you don't use your credit card to get into further debt. So there's a lot of disciplines, KG, when you're putting a budget. But if you do it once and every month you have little columns and you check up, I can assure you eventually you will find out exactly how to save money, where to cut back, and how you can actually find that you're not getting into further debt. Because there's no doubt about it, in the next two, three years, interest rates are going to rise. Very good news for pensioners because yeah. they're living on a fixed pension, but not good news for working South Africans because most working South Africans have debt. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, callers that want to talk to you, uh, uh, Brian. Buisile in Kabecha, let's start with you. Hi, Bui. Kezi. Good morning. But when you say it's Amaya Huntley, you say I must go. Uh, no, 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 you must not go to my <laughs> Brian, Good I'm, morning. I'm confused. Brian, I'm confused. Yes. My confusion is that another old man who has owned a bank, 6,000 houses, he was, he, he, he was owning his house. The bank repossessed the house and still chased him for that 6,000. How can the bank... When he repossesses your car, repossesses your house, but you are still going to pay that. That's the first question. Second question, 
Why is the, the bond so slow? Because I was in Guama Garden. Eh? The bond, you, you pay a lot, but it's, it's still one place. I don't. Lastly, uh, KG, if you win in law to about five million, is the government going to take that, that, that money? Look, I, 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 I struggle. I struggle to hear your question. I, but I think you well, my, question, my, my question is that I got a ten million from Lord Ones. Will the government take tax from that money? Tax. Uh, a lottery, a lottery winnings tax. And why yeah, is yeah, it yeah. that when you make uh, bond repayments, uh, you don't see much movement uh, on yeah. uh, on yeah. on on uh, your debt, and yet you're paying and paying and paying? Uh, I think that's the part that that I got. Yeah. The lotto, that is, the government going to take the debt from the lotto. That's the last question. Yeah, no, we got the lotto, 10 million. Uh, All right. Okay, 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 Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, uh, do you want to take it, Brian? Yeah. yeah. Let me pick up the two points that I think I got. The mm-hmm. first is, why does your bond come down so slowly? Mm-hmm. Because in the first five to seven years, you have you pay off no capital. It's mainly interest that you pay, interest that you've been charged on the bond. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it takes a long time for the bond to start reducing and for, and for part of your contribution or your installment to go to capital. Mm-hmm. So in the early years, you can check up on a 20-year bond. You probably won't hardly reduce your capital until the first maybe seven or eight years. Yeah. So understand it's the interest you're paying and interest the, the rate you get is very important. I mean, at the moment, our prime rate is around about, I think it's seven. Um, and, if you, and, you know, people sometimes are paying one or two above prime. And if you're a very good customer, maybe one below prime. You must always try and negotiate with the financial institution to give you a rate as close to prime as possible. Yeah. But the second question, let me tell you about the repossession. And I'm going to deal with this slightly different. I've said to new, on numerous occasions, if you owe money, don't just hide or think that you can sweep it under the carpet. Anyone you owe money to, you need to talk to that person. You need to give them a plan where you are in your life, what's happening in your life, and maybe why you can't pay for the installments. That's the first thing and the most critical thing you do. If you just leave it, the banks and the institutions will take action. The second thing is, if they're looking and, and you're in a, you start falling in arrears, again, talking to that institution, because these institutions are ruthless. They really are. They want to recover the monies owed to them, and they don't care what they sell a property for. So that's why your communication with that institution, even if you find a way of paying less and agreeing less, particularly as we've been through COVID, the financial institutions are going to be a little bit more lenient. But if they don't hear from you, they won't know. And if they don't know, they will take action. When you fall into arrears, they give it into their legal department. Their legal department sends letters and then decides that they're going to repossess and they're going to sell the property. And they don't care what they get. Your property can be worth 800000 If you owe the bank 300 they will take an offer. And that really puts a lot of people under enormous strain. Okay, uh, we. I, I think uh, lotto winnings are taxed. Uh, I think that was the last one. Lotto winnings are taxed. No, lotto winnings are not taxed. Oh, they're lotto not taxed. Oh, they're not no. taxed. Okay, there you go. Congrats no. on your ten million, ABC. Lishonolo in Kwakwa. Good morning. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Brian's listening. I'm good. You know, mine is not really a question, ma'am. It's more of a comment regarding the budget. Okay. 
Um, I was struggling to pay off my debt for the past few years, yeah? mm-hmm. and I did not have a budget all along. But recently, I managed to pay off everything, so I wanted to start with the budget. I noticed now I was paying over 40% to things that are not even necessary to me, like Netflix, your Apple, your Apple subscriptions. <laughs> so it's not really a question, it was just an input thing to encourage the listeners there at home that, guys, it's important to have a budget as you uh, insist in there. Okay. Because it does help a lot to have a budget. Because I was paying over 40% to my, I was not even aware, 40% of the money that I was earning to things like Netflix, Apple, and DSTV, which I could have avoided and maybe I could have been able to pay my, off my debt because most of them, they were even handed over to the legal department. So that's my point there. Okay. Okay, Lisha no, no. Thank you so much for your call. Brian, you made reference uh, earlier on to uh, the numbers of people that are heavily indebted now and how many people are under, uh, is it debt uh, counseling? Um, how do people who are there uh, redefine their finances and turn it around? Because I think that debt counseling process is a couple of years process. I'm not sure how many uh, years process because COVID clearly in the last 18 months at least in our country, has affected a lot of people. A lot of people have lost jobs. And, and like you rightfully said, uh, a lot of people are indebted. But is it something, uh, no matter what the circumstance, that you can sort of redefine at some point? And do you need a sort of strategy for the process of redefining your finances after going through that? Well, sitting with a debt counselor, you, you, you'll do exactly what I've done. You'll have a look what income's coming in, what your expenses are. You'll have a look at what your debt is. You'll then you'll get a moratorium with those that you owe money to. In other words, you'll put a hold on anyone suing you while he works through how he goes about paying off his debt. Mm. And then he'll talk to the different creditors and he'll decide, well, I'll pay you a little bit here and another creditor a small amount. You know, it's all a show of good faith. Mm. But debt counseling, that a debt counselor, not that you're going to a debt counselor to do your budget, that mm. you need to do on the home. But when you get into debt and you get into a debt counselor, at least you put, you, you, the, the clock stops. Yeah. And at least you're not going to get lots of letters and lots of nasty phone calls. They're going to put it in place saying, this person's gone into debt counselling. We're here to help that person. But sometimes they're hopeless cases. By the way, KG, it's not only when we went into COVID. People were in debt in 2019. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, we were quite fortunate after in 2019 that interest rates came down and 90%, 95% of working South Africans have got debt and their debt cost has come down enormously. But what hasn't come down, it's actually gone up, is inflation on food prices, transport, electricity, rates and taxes, mm. you know, all those costs have gone up. Now, those costs are not going to come down. And if, if interest rates start rising and we now find that our debt cost of debt is higher, how are you then going to cope? I'm dead, terribly concerned about two things in the economy. One is we've got a lot of unemployment and people don't have money. Mm. And if costs go up, if the debt cost goes up, the, the working consumer is going to have less money in their pockets 
to actually uh, uh, consume goods. And yeah. that's a concern for me, that uh, we don't want interest rates to go up. But, you know, globally, they're talking in the United States that inflation and interest rates going up. Our bond rates have picked up in about point, about point, about nearly about five or six percent. They've gone up in the last month. So it's an indication of interest rate hikes to come. I just hope that we, we don't get them. Although, on the one hand, for, for those that owe money, on the other hand, pensioners are praying for debt for interest rates to go up. Yeah. Brian, your contact details for those that may want to get in touch at the end, um, of, um, as, as we've reached the end of our yeah, time together. Yeah, yeah. KG, please, I've, I had a lot of calls this week, which I got back to. People didn't leave where they're phoning from. So when I call and I can't get hold of them, I will pass your question on to someone in your region. So please leave where you're phoning from. All your numbers, my number is 011-880-4888, and I do take anything between seven days to ten days to get back to all the calls. Fantastic. Thank you so much uh, for making the time, and stay safe. We appreciate you so much. Thank you, Brian. Forward to meeting you one day. Take care. <laughs> Thank you, Brian Hash, Chair of uh, Brian Hash, Coley and uh, Emp and Associates uh, PTY LTD. Get in touch with Brian, 11 He says it takes up to seven days uh, to get back to you. 10.31, it's time for the news headlines, and Musa is standing by.